Do you have big dreams of growing a profitable business? You know, a business that doesn't just provide enough money for your family to live on, but also funds holidays, helps you buy your dream home, and pays for self-care treatments to make you feel amazing. While money doesn't grow on trees, there is a way to ensure you've always got some to spare. And it comes down to paying yourself a profit first, rather than paying yourself whatever scraps are left over after all your bills are covered. Today, I'm chatting with Craig Minter about this game-changing concept of profit first. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, get your paper and pen ready. You're about to have your mind blown. Let's get started. Welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to grow your health and wellness business via effective marketing methods while maintaining your own health and wellness, this podcast is for you. The show features a beautiful blend of guests and solo episodes covering marketing and business growth topics, as well as ways to improve your physical, mental, and emotional self. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, a health and wellness copywriter and content marketing trainer who's here to help perfect your message, then find the right channels to send it out into the scary online world with the ultimate goal of making it heard and seen by your ideal client. So feel free to book in a free 15-minute chat with me after listening to today's episode. The details are in the show notes. And today, I'm joined by my guest, Craig Minter. Welcome, Craig. Great to be here, Leanne. Great, great to have you here. It's been an awesome conversation. Uh, so just to give everyone an overview of who you are, Craig, I'll just read out your bio. So Craig is a new age CFO, so it's Chief Financial Officer, who takes a very different approach to helping business owners make sense of their numbers. People like me, right? Numbers people. Um so he's a certified practicing accountant. He's also worked in and with health, private sector, and not-for-profit organizations throughout Australia and abroad over the past 20 years. He's also managed the financial direction of startups through to nationally recognized organizations with turnover of $200 million, which is very cool. And he's also spent his working life living in spreadsheets, demystifying numbers for those he works with. But the big difference is Craig is a mastery level profit first professional, which includes leveraging business owners, human behavior and unique money code with money archetypes to unlock the shackles many people face around money. So ultimately ensuring business owners feel safe and secure with money and enabling them to grow their business through focusing on their zone of Genius. Wow, that's really awesome there. Um, I, like I said, I am a words person, not a numbers person. Um, I'm not too bad with my finances, but I guess, yeah, a lot of people struggle with that area a lot, don't they? 100%. It's, uh, it's what we all find in business. We get into business and it's we do what we're very good at. Um, and often people are great at what they do. And then it's like, oh, finances. It's that thing over the side there. It's like, oh, no, now I need to worry about that. Um, and, you know, especially in the health and wellness space as well, uh, a lot of people get into it, I just want to help people. And it's like, how can I help more people? And then it's like, 
oh, but I've actually got to run a profitable, sustainable business to actually help more and more people. So it's um, it's a very common common thing around challenge with the numbers. Yeah, that's it. Uh, could you share a little bit more about your business journey? Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've as that background sort of alludes to, uh, come from a sort of corporate, not-for-profit area where I did work in a lot of hospitals, allied health um, spaces, community health, aged care, and all these sorts of areas working in senior finance manager and management positions that I came to a point where I'm like, that's not me in the future. So I um, I took a step away, took a bit of break from from career and all those sorts of things. And I actually started up my own meditation and mindfulness business, helping people with um tinnitus an ear condition where people have buzzing oh, and ringing can you send me oh send me information my husband has tinnitus please oh, send me that'd be amazing there we go yeah that's okay so we were talking about we were helping people sort of to, to manage that with with meditations and those sorts of things and you know the that business was the first business I had out of uh, corporate life and you know it got a lot of great traction from a um social sense but the reality is it wasn't actually a financially sustainable, sustainable business itself. Um, and so I learned a lot in that startup phase, going from, you know, big business and, and startup. So then I, you know, pivoted into consulting, going back to my accounting background, plus the knowledge of business startup. And I started helping businesses around, you know, efficiency, productivity, systems, all those types of things that, you know, a lot of businesses struggled with as well. Um, but then, you know, I came across Mike McCallowitz and his, his work and his books and, you know, one of those books of his was Profit First. Um, and once I read that book, I was like, this is so in tune with how I think about money and much of what I used to do in big business that I sort of went, oh, I really need to, to incorporate this into how I'm working with clients and, you know, the, the fast forward evolution of that is as we've used that more and more and I got accredited and certified to be a, a, a certified practicing um, a profit first professional, then, you know, our business has really evolved to be around those, those finances and money of business, making them sustainable leveraging human behavior all those things you touched upon in the in the bio there and you know and as businesses uh, continue to evolve you know my, my wife recently came out of corporate as well recently and and she's more of a people person so now our business evolution is really helping businesses around both the the people and the profits and, and you know usually two of the biggest challenges people have in their businesses so um that's kind of where we are today in our business journey Fantastic. And I, I personally read Profit First. I think it was going back two or three years though. And I've got a loose, a loose grasp on it. It has been a while. But could you just explain to us what is Profit First? How does it work and what are the benefits? Yeah, for sure. So I guess the the simplicity, the notion of profit first is um, you know, you, you think of the title itself says, uh, says a bit in, in as much as it's all about, you know making a priority for profit and putting it at the the first thing we think about Not when we're actually left bringing, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're bringing we're bringing money into the business and you know the traditional accounting you know and and everybody's looking at their financial reports potentially sometimes only once a year but they're looking at a revenue up the top then they're going oh we're going to spend money out and the profit 
or lost line is down the bottom. And it's kind of that afterthought. And so the whole concept of profit first is to change that. And it's all mathematically still the same to say revenue minus profit equals expenses. And it's this notion of, you know, we're going to put some money aside for profit. We're actually going to put your money aside for a few other things, and it's the kind of the bucket approach to to or the envelope approach to managing finances that our grandparents used in the Great Depression. Um, you my know, my you, mom used to do it. I remember I'd walk into the office and there was her with multiple envelopes, and this was her, like spending money for my dad, and this is the pocket money for us kids, and this is the the swimming lesson money and the dancing money. I remember my mom did it, so it's not yeah, yeah. And so I, I never she never taught me. Maybe I just never asked, but that, yeah, she was doing that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it's basically that same principle applied to the business world, and you know this is where we do have multiple bank accounts for uh, for a business. And the notion of that is, is that we're prioritising the profit, we're putting money aside to pay the owner of the business at a rate that is sustainable for the size of their business. And at the end of the day, you're left with a certain amount of money that you have to run the business off. And it's that notion that as human beings and you know, you're in the creative space uh, when you're doing content and writing and those sorts of things. And some of the best times we get creative and innovative is when we put limitations on on things. Um, and with our finances, if we've only got a certain amount of money left, it's like, how do I now need to run my business? So I'm far more conscious of, you know, the decisions that I'm making and very much going, well, if that's all I've got left, then do I really need that expense? Or what is the return on investment that I'm getting for some of my marketing activities and, and things like that? Um, so that's a, the, the three-minute three version of, yeah. of profit first in a, in a nutshell that, um, yeah, it's a very uh, simple idea and, and the like. Um, so, yeah, it's something that ultimately it is that notion of leveraging um, a business owner's natural instincts, which is, as I sort of touched upon there, a lot of business owners might look at their financial reports annually, hopefully at least, but sometimes quarterly, sometimes monthly. If I'm presenting and you're in a crowd and you're getting people to hold their hands up, it's, um, you know, uh, everybody does it once a year, but then they slowly start to go down as you come down to, you know, the the monthly level. But (laughs) when you ask the same question of how often do you look at your bank account and they're like, Daily, like most business owners are daily, so potentially true. weekly. Yes. Potentially weekly. And so it's that notion that if we're making financial decisions in our business and we're using our bank accounts to basically make those decisions because we're looking at them, oh, did we get that bit of money in? Awesome. I got that money in. I can now go spend it, which is the human behavior of, oh, money in, money out, which is then if we change that a little bit by having multiple buckets and giving money a purpose. And that's what I, I I sometimes refer to, and especially with, you know, health and wellness related businesses, it's, it's profit can be an interesting word. Um, the, the, and it's more about, well, let's flip that on its head a little bit to a purpose first. And it's, well, Hey, let's put money aside for a purpose. And the purpose is for me to be able to grow a business so I can help more people. Um, and then if I'm thinking about all the money that comes into the business has a purpose, well, there's purpose for that purpose and slash profit. There's purpose to go, hey, I've got to pay the pay the government, the taxes and all those sorts of things. And the reality is that also has a purpose that we entrust um, the, the governments to distribute that money accordingly. Uh, so there's a purpose to that money. Um, and then there's a purpose to pay the owner of the business a certain 
salary and wage to be able to do that. And then we have a purpose for, hey, running the business. Um, and so it's the, this notion of giving money a purpose and leveraging that I'm making those decisions by looking at my bank accounts. Um, yeah, that's great. And there's a few things I want to touch upon. I mean, the first thing is quite often you get caught up, you know, when you are employed, you get a salary, right? But as soon as you start running a business, you're just looking at money, paying off expenses, and you can easily forget to pay yourself. So that's where, you know, the profit first comes in that you actually make sure you get some sort of salary that goes towards your family. Uh, and that was one of the things I, I decided when I was starting a business. I'm not going to be, I actually want to be contributing money to my household. I don't just want to be doing this thing day out, day out and not actually earning anything because then I'm just doing a hobby <laughs> that just, uh, you know, and they've got no source of income. So that's one thing, like you actually paying yourself. And then I guess with the, when it comes to expenses, it's uh, it, you really monitor what you need to spend money on and then cut back if you see that you actually don't have that money left over for the exuberant. Uh, I mean, look, I, I was paying for a pricey CRM system, which I couldn't afford to maintain at the beginning of the year. So I had to cut it and found something else to work with in the meantime go forward, you know, 10 months, I can go, I can afford to go back to them if I want to, because the money is built up. But just being aware of where you're spending your money and you need to spend your money for, yes, if there's a great purpose. So like investing your money into Facebook ads or um, investing into, like in my case, subcontractors, which means I can take on more work and ultimately grow the business. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's really important to have uh the different buckets. And so is that a, a monthly thing you divide the money up, a fortnightly thing, weekly? What's, what are your suggestions around that? Yeah, it's a great question. And every business is a little bit different with this. You know, the, the book that was written um, is uh, obviously American-based uh, uh, and they talk about doing it on the 10th and the 25th of the month. Um, and so it's basically twice per month. Um, people that we work with, I sort of recommend and quite often it's, we do it weekly um, or fortnightly at the most. Um, and the reason for that is it, it's, it's kind of twofold. It's number one of having the consistency and the rhythm and it's creating the habit, building a habit. I'm coming in and, you know, the process is we get money into one bank account and then we're going to split it out into all these different bank accounts um, and so it's building the habit. So it's kind of that muscle memory of, hey, cool, it's, I'm looking at my finances. It's your weekly flow. And I can sort of see from, okay, this week I've got, you know, this amount of money in. Oh, next week. Oh, you kind of remember it's like, oh, am I up or down? And so you've already got your finger on the pulse of what is happening just by seeing, hey, how much am I allocating each week or each fortnight? And you're in this consistent cadence of, you know, um, of feeling that. And so then straight away, you can start to see, well, hang on a second, there's a mismatch there. Is my revenue, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say, my, my cash in the bank is actually down a little bit and I'm about to allocate a bit less, but hey, I've been working a lot. So there's something else that's gone awry here. And it's like, are we raising the invoices or are we collecting on those invoices? And so by having this consistent, timely approach, I don't need to go to my financial reports to look at five different numbers on a profit and loss in a balance sheet to try and understand and work out, you know, are we raising our invoices on a timely manner or are we collecting on all those invoices that are now sitting at 30, 60 days? And I, I just know because I'm looking at my bank and I'm going, hey, 
I'm working as hard and I'm, I'm doing plenty and I'm bringing in new deals, but that number's down. And so it helps me be on the pole. So if you're, if you're doing those sort of allocations on a monthly basis, it's a bit harder to sort of follow those ups and downs. So it's kind Makes of- sense. Yeah. And I'm actually just really glad you said that because I've been doing it uh, fortnightly and um, even putting my calendar this last couple of weeks, actually saying payday. So it feels a bit exciting rather than going, oh, I'm going to transfer money across. Payday feels a lot more exciting. Um, but it's very true because I was looking at, I saw, you know, a couple of days ago, payday is coming up, looked at the bank account, thought, oh, that figure's looking less than it was a fortnight, like, fortnight ago. But then I reflect upon that going, why is that? Ah, well, I paid a deposit or the first instalment for a new website. Uh, I put also some money into training. Okay, that's where the miss- some missing money's gone. Or, yes, actually, there's a couple of invoices that are a bit overdue, so I need to follow up on them. So yeah. um, just great to 100%. hear that you're saying that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. And, again, that's the brilliant thing and see how what you, the, the thought process you'll follow mm-hmm. there yeah. is 100% one of the benefits of a profit first um, business and a benefit of that is because you've gone into a thought process, which is a very good financial thought process. And people that say, hey, good, I'm not good with numbers, but it's like, hey, I can follow a very good at business owners are generally great at following a logical thought process, which is yes. I can do is. logic. I can do yeah, yeah. 100%. So all we're doing is putting a system and framework around that. And I, I just see a point there. I love that payday notion. It's yeah. a, hey, cool. Let's have my payday. And I I used to do my allocations fortnightly as well, but um, uh, I was talking to a fellow Profit First professional and he made uh, mention that um, he started to do his allocations weekly on a Monday morning. I'm like, huh, that's a really cool idea because I'm starting the week by giving myself some profit and I'm paying myself. And it's like this notion of I get the start of every week and I started on a high where I'm giving myself a little bit of profit into the profit account and I'm putting money into my own hay account. And it's like, yeah, now I'm ready to go for the week. So, um, yeah, everybody's got their own little way of doing it, but I, yeah. I quite I, I jumped on board that one because it's that notion of payday. Yeah, well, that's, we're in business. We've got to... 100% what you talked about earlier there, you know, yeah. we're in business. We've got to make some money so that we can keep yeah. doing more of that um, and we've got to be able to pay ourselves a sustainable wage. So. Exactly. So what are the bank accounts that you recommend? Yeah, so every business is different and that's okay. From all our clients, everybody has a multitude of businesses, but um, the, the five core bank accounts that every business owner has um, within our business actually Probably, probably six. The first one is the revenue account because we have all our money going into a revenue account Revenue account that we then allocate things out of. Um, and then we've got the profit account. So that's the, the second one and that's the, the priority. Um, then we've got the tax account that I touched upon earlier as well, putting yourself money aside for that. And then we've got the owner's paid bank account um, and an operating expenses bank account. So they're kind of what we class as the core bank accounts. Um here in Australia, we often recommend having a separate GST bank account as well, um, just to separate that out because that GST money was never ours in the first place. Let's put that out, put that aside. It's where a lot of business owners get caught, especially early days in their businesses. Hey, cool, making money, all the rest of it. And then when they eventually get Bass their first comes and you're like, ah. and they're like, hey, I've, I've already spent that money. Um, so they're kind of the core accounts and, and an interesting one of that as well, even what I've labelled them, uh, 
consistent with what's in the book and that's intentional from that, but we've got people that call those bank accounts different things, something that has meaning and has purpose for them. And it can be the yay pay account, you know, yeah. for, for the owner's pay. And it's something that's like, I really want to put money into that. It's the, um, uh, it's the, Put a lot of account. gratitude yeah. into it, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 So true. But then there's, you know, depending on different businesses and you you touched upon there, you know, subcontractors and um, and people have staff. So quite often, you know, a business that is staff heavy or subcontractor heavy will have a separate bank account for the staff. And that's, that's a fairly common one as well in that, you know, that growth story that you know if you know you're, you've got a physiotherapy business and you're, you're going gangbusters and you're like hey well when is it sustainable for me to put a new um physio on like well actually if we've got a start bank account sitting aside if our revenue is going up we're getting more money building up in there because we're still paying our current staff okay we've got money there now that makes us go, yes, it's sustainable to put a new physio on board. They're going to bring in more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's many different accounts that we can add into the mix, all depending upon the purpose. We've got people that have charity accounts, um, investment accounts, the growth account for a specific purpose. Um, we've got seasonal businesses that have something called a, a drip account because in the good times, we put money aside into yeah. an account so that when they have their lower times, we can top that up. Um, and there's a multitude of different ways that it can be designed. And so we've got any people from going from having seven bank accounts up, well, probably six at uh, the bottom level up to, you know, I think 14 bank accounts. Because wow. <laughs> once, once people have implemented and they're like, hey, cool, I'm giving my money a purpose. And it's like, actually, I'm going to have, an account for some of my marketing spend, or I might have my pay-per-click spend, or I might have, um, I'm trying to think, you know, a motor vehicles account, and these all different things because it's like actually I just want to compartmentalize that a little bit differently. And again, it's the way of maintaining to make sure that we're not just willy-nilly spending with these money accruing in these different accounts. That all gets spread more thinly when you've got more bank accounts. So, yeah, it makes budgeting very easy. It's like, well, there's the money. I know exactly what I've got to spend on that and uh, away you go. And I, I remember reading the book. It does recommend someone's going into multiple different banks, not just within the same bank. Do you recommend that? Yes. Uh, again, it will depend on the personality. But they, they, yeah. as with anything, it's the behavioural approach and especially with our profit account and our tax account. And the reality is, we want to put them aside because human nature and a lot of human tendencies is, oh, when it gets a little bit tough and some of those other bank accounts get a little bit tight, it's like, oh, I'll just take a bit of money from that profit account or I'll just take a bit of money from the tax account and I'll pay it back. But we all know that often we won't pay that back. And so the notion of that separate bank account is put it somewhere, it's out of sight, out of mind. You can make it a bit harder to get to so you might not have internet banking attached to it or or you'll have some mechanisms in place that makes that harder to get to because at the end of the day you don't trust yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're humans we're, we're humans yeah. after all and <laughs> and when and that's the notion of problem first it's like well actually when when things get tight on those other accounts it's like well what am I actually going to do about that it's not like oh, I'm just going to take money from somewhere else it is I've got to bring more money in I've got to collect my cash I've got to do something or I've got to spend less. Um, it's the simplicity notion of at the end of the day, 
that's what I need to do to be more profitable, more sustainable. So what am I going to do? And if we're forced to do that, um, it's, uh, it happens, you know. People go, oh, if I've had a kids running out around outside and, you know, then I've had them inside for a week and I'm like, oh, I've got to come up with something new. I'm putting it in a position where I've just got to come up with something new and, you know, and you create a great game out there that you never thought of two minutes ago because through necessity, I need to make something happen. Um, and with our finances, we can do the same. And it's like, actually, well, how can I get more creative with this? Or what's the new marketing idea that shifts something on the head and it might be something similar to what you've done, but it's like, oh, let's tweak that idea and I can do it for slightly less money. And hey, here's a different way of looking at that. And all of a sudden we're looking at things a little bit differently. Yeah, um, so that's one of the, the purposes of having that money out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, fantastic. And, and so I also want to ask you about money archetypes. How does that fit in Profit First? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that gets me excited um, in as much as, you know, Profit First changed my world in as much as, you know, what we did personally through our business finances um, and the like. And, you know, I came across the notion of money mindset and money archetypes a number of years ago. And, you know, I, I went through a process and my wife and I um, had a reading around our, our money archetypes and it was like we had different ends of a spectrum. It's not a spectrum technically, but, you know, we're very contrasting money markets. So somebody like myself, I'm uh, what you class as a maverick and an alchemist, and it's like, you know, very comfortable with risks, you know, risk and reward and, you know. Big investments, if, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, money in, money out, which is why Profit First works very well for, for, for somebody like me as well. But I'm happy to go, hey, cool. Here's an opportunity. Let's do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter because I know I'll make more money and and, and that'll happen. Whereas though my wife, on the other hand, is what is more of a, an accumulator and nurturer, which is happy to save money, safe, secure, looking after things and and being very cautious with, with money. And so, you know, we would have um you know, we get along like a house on fire, virtually never fight. We're kind of those people. But when we used to have conversations around money back back in those days, it was like, well, it's a bit tense. You know, was, oh, we'd get to a point and say, like, oh, you're not listening to me and and those sort of things. And once we understood each other's archetypes, like, huh, yeah, that's Makes definitely sense. you. That's yeah. definitely you. And it's like, well, now how do I communicate about money? And so then I knew that if I'm going to have conversations about, you know, our household budgets, or the next oh, holiday this will or the, stop so whatever. many arguments, I'm sure. Like if, 100%. Because that's often the biggest issue between couples, right? Money conversations. And it probably yeah. is. The different archetypes is don't yes. get each other's way of thinking. Like, one's like, oh, I just spend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, cool. you're speaking about love languages. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a money language. And yep. at the end of the day, I now know how to talk in, um, you know, my wife Lauren's money mindset. So I sit there and go, okay, so if I need to talk about something, well, how do I know that she's thinking about it so I can position it that way? Um, and so we've implemented that in our personal life and, you know, totally transformed our relationships and communications around how we talked about money. Back then, you know, a bit of slow learner on some things and I didn't apply it to my business life. Um, but then during, you know, what I call COVID 1.0, it was around that time I was finding myself talking with clients a lot about mindset, we're having challenges, the ups and downs at that time of the whole unknown. And, and we're talking a whole lot about mind, uh, mindset. And so the whole archetype thing popped back into my mind. I'm like, hang on a second. Um, let's, let's 
delve back into that. And so I delved back into that. I got myself accredited and, you know, learned a bit more, studied up on it. And then because there's so many synergies with that behavioral approach from profit first sense of the world is that, you know, talking with clients, once I, I know their money archetype, I know how to talk to them. I know how to explain things to them. We also know how we can actually design certain um, implementations of profit first to suit that person because certain bank accounts can actually help people. So, you know, for somebody that's more of an accumulator and nurturer, we can really prioritize setting up a vault account. So that's the sort of safety rainy day bank account. So if we put money aside for that, then that makes an accumulator and nurturer feel very safe and secure. Somebody like a, a maverick is like, hey, to, to satisfy a maverick, it's like, can we put money into a, a growth account, making sure that they are covering off a few of these other things. And so that's why I started to delve more into that. And now it's, it's just a part of the, the core fabric of what we do. And, and, and finally, you know, you allude to the, the partners and, you know, a spousal relationship or partners. It's the same as partnerships in business. There's so many businesses out there that are run on a, a partnership basis, um, you know, and, you know, these business owners that are that are partners in just business, it's like, hey, a lot of the challenges may come. It's like, awesome, let's go invest in this, 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 but the other person might be a bit more cautious. So understanding if they know each other's, um, you know, money thinking, then, you know, there's only positive um, outcomes from doing that. Yeah. Do you have a link to the money archetypes that are on your website or somewhere else? I love yeah, it for the sure. show notes. Yeah, yeah the, the latest blog. Um, they, I basically share that story of my wife's experience down the bottom there and of that, and people can actually do a quiz. It takes yes. eight minutes, an eight-minute quiz for people to be able to to do, and they can get their archetypes and get a bit of an understanding of what their oh, archetypes right. are. I'll put that in the show notes because I'm actually interested to know what type I am. Uh- <laughs> 100%. And everybody loves, yeah, loves an archetype. and it, loves it's, a quiz. Um, <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's something that, and I'm it's just so close to the mark. So I'll talk to people off the back of doing that quiz, and yeah. you know, people just say, "Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me." And I, I've, I haven't talked to them before potentially, um, but I can detail how they think and what they think about money. And you know, one of those things where often, often how we do money is how we do life as yeah. well. So it does go wider. Yeah, brilliant. And so what are some steps our listeners can take to start setting things up profit first wise in their own business? Yeah, there's a number of things that, that people can do, but even just to take baby steps and we always recommend, uh, probably, um, from a profit first perspective, I think it is that um, opening up at least one extra bank account. Um, you know, if, if you're sitting there with one big bucket of money and it's always the money in, money outside of things, um, Opening up a, a separate bank account, calling it profit, and just start to put you know one percent of the revenue you receive into that profit bank account, and you know that's the baby steps uh, approach to then going you know I then operate the rest of my business off the ninety nine percent, and hey cool I I can manage that, and hey this is pretty cool I've got a little bit of money building up in this bank just let it go just just let that build up for longer hey. Because then human behavior again, we start to go, oh, I want more into that. And so people go, oh, well, let's do 2%, 2%, 3%. Or, okay, now we're seeing the benefits of this. 
Um, and maybe we might start opening up some of those other bank accounts that I, I touched upon before. Um, and, you know, combined with that, I, I'd 100% also just, you know, understanding the money mindset. You know, the more we know ourselves as business owners, um, I think, you know, that's we are our greatest asset in our business. Um, and, you know, knowing and learning more about ourselves and understanding, well, actually, yeah, that is how I think about it, and actually taking the time to reflect on that. And, and combining those two things is very straightforward, simple steps that people can play. Like by Monday morning, you could have an extra bank account opened up and you can start doing that. It's a very um, simple step for people that really want to take action and, and make a change to their financial story. Yeah, and obviously they can either download or buy a copy of Profit First and have a read through that. It's a very easy read as well. Uh, it's not all like jargon. It, it's very easy to, to get sink your teeth into. Yeah, uh, yeah I've really yeah, it's been a really good conversation. Um, so just go back if you want to listen to other parts again. Of what Greg said, go back. But yeah, I think it's a great way, like you said, just even just starting by one extra bank account and just putting a little bit of money aside. It's been great for me. Like I've got. My, I do it very roughly. I basically have some that goes to the joint account. My tax money now actually goes into my home loan account so that it's sitting there and I just keep track of that's there for tax, but it's also helping with interest and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I have my little system. And also super, I think super is also key. I put money, put money aside to super and then expenses. And I just feel good knowing that I'm keeping across all these different things. So that's just how I do it. I do a little bit differently again. So you find what's going to work best for you. 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, it's all about what suits you. And again, at the end of the day, probably is a framework. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as with any framework, it's, hey, move it and mould it and tweak it and, and the like. So, um, yeah, that's, it's great to hear that. Again, that's okay. I love talking to people that have implemented and, um, and again, everybody, I don't think I've met anybody yet that says, that, that has been implementing and says, you know, I've, I do it. I've got, I've got my own version. It's like everybody's got their own version. Yeah. It's everybody's unique and everybody's got a different approach to ultimately the goals that they want to achieve or the safety they want to feel around money. And so that's, again, everybody structures it in their own way. Yeah, brilliant. I love that chat. Um, and so I always ask my guests the, these questions. And the first one is, what's the best marketing method for your business, Craig? Yeah, it's a great question. I've tried many over the over over the years, but I guess where I come back to again, my my approach to business is all about relationships. Um, and so uh, a lot of um, my marketing is centered around you know great clients, great stories, and what close client ambassadors um, you know that get great results and they 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 love to share the word of profit first and also how we've helped them you know really ramp that up for them. Um, and combining that is the, the educational content. It's the jumping on, you know, awesome podcasts like yours um, and just being able to share stories and share some knowledge that I know people have gone away and implemented because I've had people come up to me going, hey, Craig, there's, in one of my presentations, there's an there's a anecdote around the toothpaste tube. And it's like, man, every time I think about um, uh, having a toothpaste, I'm thinking about my finances. I'm like, yes, awesome, you know, like. I got uh, into your and, head. <laughs> Yeah, 100%, but I know that's that educational message that's got across um, to, to people so that, you know, presenting and sharing the, the knowledge in that. And then there's the partnerships side of things, of, you know, also, yeah, having the partnerships and, and those sorts of things, which 
and ties into producing content at the end of the day. And I haven't been great at it. That's why it's great for people like yourself that have that front of front of mind because I've, you know, I haven't been as consistent in that. I've gone through phases where I've done a bunch of content and then I've sort of stopped for a while. And it's like, and as I'm going through a rebrand myself now, it's like, awesome. Content needs to be at the top of that um, list because, you know, I've got the, the, the partnerships and those sorts of things are, are working really well to the content pieces. I think it's, it's paramount, again, trying to share that, that educational content. Fantastic. And how do you take care of your health and wellness? Great question. Sometimes better than other times. Um, but, you know, I, it's something I'm very conscious of and, and have been for quite a while because at the end of the day, as you alluded to there during the, the, the chat, we are our greatest asset. And at the end of the day, we need to look after our body and our mind and all those sorts of things. So the, the first port of call for me is, is, is the sleep. Um, having, having a young family that has been challenged um, over the past number of years, but I, I read another great book that I've shared with people recently. I think it's such a great book and it's called Why We Sleep. And having read that, um, I just put a bit of focus back on that sleep notion because I would probably in the past have, you know, prioritised exercise over sleep um, in some ways. It's like I'll get up a bit earlier to go for my run or my exercise and all those sorts of things. But I've flipped that a little bit over the past 12 months and I'm seeing the rewards of that. Um, but I also do have, you know, the try to eat well, the supplements and, and things like that. Um, but also, yes, the exercise piece it's the you know i'll finish at five o'clock every day and get out and go for a run walk whatever it needs to be whatever my body's letting me do with my old age injuries and and stuff like that but you know and and the final part of that is the mindfulness uh, i'm a big believer obviously having done some work in, with the previous business and the like but having that time just to center and calm your thoughts to give yourself space because you, as your business owner we can often get caught up in the in the grind and the all these things and and sometimes if, if we don't take that step back, it's like we just get caught up in that and we don't see some of the great opportunities that are around us um, if we don't, don't take that time to to reflect, which is all part of my mindfulness practice. Yes, very true. I'm trying to yeah do it a lot more in my day, that's for sure. Mm. I, make it, I know it's a difference when I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's the thing with all of those things I've, I've found, it's like, once you're in it and you're kind of like, oh, you don't really notice it, but then when you stop, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, and, yeah, it is very much one of those things. That's it. And how can people connect with you? Um, yeah, I'd say probably connecting with me, easiest place right now is probably LinkedIn just because it's the consistent, it's a stable stable place um, as we undergo a rebrand and websites are changing and all those wonderful things. But, yeah, I, I'm on LinkedIn. You can, um, yeah catch up with me in there, obviously drop a line and, and again, see some of the content that we have done in the past, but, um, you know, and there's obviously plenty of links there to the, the latest websites and, and those sorts of things. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Craig. Um, and yes, keep it up, people. Try it if you haven't done it already. Keep going if you started because uh, I think profit profit first, I'm going to say profit worst, oh my gosh, profit <laughs> first is, uh, yeah, it could be a massive game changer. I have heard it's been a game changer for a lot of people actually. So um, cool. Thank you, Craig. Okay. Uh, 
And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. You can find show notes for the episode at marketingandme.com.au. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating and review via iTunes and grab a screenshot of this episode and share it across your socials. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the show. You can also find me on Instagram under Leanne Shelton 247 or book in a free 15-minute chat because I'd absolutely love to chat about how I can help you grow a thriving health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.